I am always divinely protected and supported. I'm resourceful. I know how to create safety within my own body. And that is really the root of a lot of the reason people don't take action or do things that they're scared of is because we don't know how to create safety within our own body. We don't know how to create safety for ourselves. So once you can start to create safety for yourself, what does it mean for you to feel safe? What environment makes you feel the safest? And how can you emulate that for yourself in every room you walk into, every experience you get to have? There was a point in time somewhere up in the ethers when your soul decided to incarnate into the human body you are currently soaking in this episode through. Each of us here on a unique mission with the same goal in mind to experience a life here on earth to its maximum potential. When your soul synthesizes into this journey of being human, patterns get to be broken, purpose gets to be activated, and your power gets to be harnessed. This podcast is for anyone who is emerging, which by definition means to become known. Here, we will discuss the many layers and paths of getting to know who you are at the core by seeking truth, embodying your higher self, and working with many modalities that will support you on your spiritual journey. My name is Kayla Bruton, your host, an old soul, a visionary, a bridge between many worlds, a mentor, and a creatrix. Welcome to the Soul Synthesis Podcast. My intention for this podcast is to walk alongside you as you emerge into all you are destined to become in this lifetime, cultivating conversations that will speak directly to your soul. So take a deep breath and allow your soul to synthesize with the transmissions of today's episode. This past week, I conquered one of my biggest fears and I was like this needs to be an episode because I don't know if this is like a common fear I have a feeling like everyone has their own like flavor of this but I know it was something that was a little debilitating for me and I don't know that I would have taken action on actually like transmuting this fear on my own and the circumstances in which I had to conquer this, I got to conquer this fear under were not ideal in any sense of of the word, but I was able to conquer the fear and I did it. And on the other side of that was so much that I will, I will share with you today. So just taking a moment before we talk about the big gray monster that is fear (laughs) to tune in. How are you feeling today? What's the quality of your thoughts? Maybe placing a hand on your heart. Just breathing. Noticing if you've taken any intentional breaths today yet. Is this the first time? Just letting this this space of, of you listening to this episode be a reminder that every episode you've listened to is you taking time for you. Because these episodes are designed to just speak directly to your soul. And so hand on your heart, just breathing. Noticing the quality of your thoughts, the quality of your breath. Noticing if it gets stuck anywhere on the inhale. Noticing if you can exhale a little bit deeper. Tuning into your heart today. Any emotions that are present for you that want to be noticed here. 
maybe you're feeling gratitude or you're kind of focused. Maybe you're doing other things while you're listening right now. And just take a moment to pause. Tuning into you here. Noticing if there's any sensations in your body that want your attention. Any sensations in your body that maybe desire you to breathe a little bit deeper into them. Feeling grounded, whether you're sitting or standing, laying down, whatever position your body is in. (laughs) I can only imagine so many as you're listening to this. Maybe you're doing yoga, stretching as you're listening to this. Who knows? Driving, standing, walking, working out. Just really noticing what's present in your physical body at this time. Not judging it. When's the last time that you've taken note of what's happening for you internally and gave it space to express itself? Just as information, not any need to do anything about it. Just honoring yourself. That's what it means when I say I see you, I honor you. It's something that I do for myself and I can only create space for for you to start to do the same thing. So hoping that just taking a few breaths to reset here allows you to be open to this conversation, allows you to be open to what I have to share with you today. And so I want to bring it back a little bit to just growing up my teenage years when, you know, the age you get to when you're like, I want to hang out with my friends, I want to go out, I want to be at the fairs and walk around the mall for hours and have this friend pick me up and then this one drop me off and you're just like trying to figure out all the plans don't even have your license yet maybe just going to get your license soon like just on the brink of freedom like the freedom that comes with having your license being able to drive being able to go out do the things you want to do your curfew maybe gets a little bit later just right at that point ready to start hanging out with all your people no chaperones at this point you're a teenager maybe you have a little boyfriend girlfriend someone you want to hang out with friends you want to get together with maybe you were part of a clique just bringing yourself back to that time for me i did want to hang out with my friends all the time be out all the time especially during different holidays i grew up kind of near the beach and so fourth of july new year's eve those kinds of things. There was always something to do, somewhere to be. And a narrative that I heard a lot growing up, and I'm sure a lot of people heard it, had it way worse than I did. My parents didn't quite or nearly watch the news or listen to the news as much as some people that I've heard. But there was always this story or this narrative of bad things happening on holidays or in large crowds of people, festivals, concerts, that kind of thing. And I was always met with that when I wanted to go out and do something or be somewhere. It was always like a be careful. And like, yes, of course, like as a parent wanting to protect your child and like, I'm sure if you as a parent, like can't relate to this yet, but like if you could wrap your kid up in bubble wrap, (laughs) 
to keep them safe for their entire existence or whatever, or lock them away so that the world can't get to them. Like, I'm sure that, I mean, it's not really much of a free experience to live, but <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, if a parent had the ability to protect their child in every circumstance, I'm sure they would pick that option. And part of my parents' way of doing that was making me aware of the really fucked up things that were happening in the world <laughs> and showing me what type of things humans were capable of doing to one another, not in a positive light. And it created fear for sure for me. And at the same time, I wasn't trying to hear it. And something actually happened for me in a ayahuasca ceremony. And I, I want to point out something too here as I, as I go into this conversation, as I'm realizing as I'm, as I'm speaking to you, that so much happens in one ceremony with ayahuasca that, and I've, I've sat in, in a total of four ceremonies at this point, so much happens just in one ceremony that I'm probably referring to almost the same, maybe the same one majority of the time or two out of the four times that I've sat. I'm, I'm referencing when I speak to, to sitting with ayahuasca at this point in my journey. That's how many times I have sat. And so, so much is uncovered in, in just one ceremony that the amount of times I referenced sitting with Aya like it could be from one journey and you can tell that these experiences really showed me a lot about myself in a lot of ways and that's why I share those these things here because I'm not one to come on a podcast and be like everyone needs to do plant medicine everyone needs to sit with mushrooms and ayahuasca and <laughs> go to the jungle and heal I do those things and I choose to have these experiences so that I could come back to this space and share the activations with you because the medicine path is not for everyone. And you, you don't have to sit with these medicines. In fact, when one person does it, the collective shift that gets to happen is really impactful. And so that's why I, I reference these experiences so often to give credit where credit's due because it's the medicine that showed me these things. And it's me sitting with it that allowed these experiences to happen. And I know that if I'm experiencing this, I can't be the only one in the world. So someone else has got to have some relation or connection to this and then receive an activation from it. And so something that was shown to me in one of my ceremonies was the narrative of fear that I have as a woman in the world. And I think there's a lot of layers to this. One of them is probably me as a female in the world of, of deeming the world an unsafe place as a woman, right? Not being able to walk alone at night, looking over my shoulder, that kind of thing. There's probably a layer of this generationally of being a woman of color, right? Multiple ethnicities with, within me that, that make me a, a woman of color. And so there's also that, right? The danger that society has programmed us to believe and that we see because of that programming and people believing it, those things playing out and actually happening. And so there's definitely probably a layer of that in just deeming the world an unsafe place. And for me, I was shown a lot of like, like I said, like the messed up things that humans were doing to one another growing up. And those were reasons to not go 
to the parade or out, you know, for 4th of July because in mass groups of people like that, that's when something really bad can happen and it's it's not safe or, you know, getting in a car with this specific person, is, it's just not safe or everything was just not safe and it was better to just be home and with family. And as much as I value that, I didn't realize how much that narrative was affecting how I showed up. How much the narrative of someone's always going to be out to get you. You have to watch your back. You have to look over your shoulder. You can't trust anyone. Don't make eye contact. Like street smart kind of things, right? Just walk forward. Look ahead. Don't make eye contact with anyone for too long. Don't bump into people, right? Little things like that. Being a woman going into the city, right? Wear, wear a purse that, that you can wear across your body so you don't, so it doesn't get taken from you. Like just all of these things that are like, important carry pepper spray on you if you don't have pepper spray do you have a taser or a knife like things that like are are a part of wanting to be safe in this world because bad things do happen to people 100 percent right you think about college campuses a lot of the times colleges are on very like low income areas where there's a lot of crime and drugs and and all those kinds of things happening and so that's why there's a lot of crime that happens in areas like that and so even when I went off to school there was this narrative of like having to be really really safe and I was an RA a residence assistant and so I had to be the person that then perpetrated those stories of being safe and being cautious and as much as that is important and I know that like when I have a family and children one day I will of course speak to those things but yeah, the narrative of, of the world not being a safe place really was was big for me growing up. And I didn't realize it until I was sitting in ayahuasca and I had to pee really bad. <laughs> the ceremony was over. I was still in the maloka. It's like a big ceremonial, kind of like teepee, like big, like just space that we sit in ceremony in. And ceremony was closed and there were guards all around the the land that I was on for the retreat super super safe space to be and I was realizing all of these stories in my head of like don't get up to go to the bathroom because something could happen to you if you leave this there's there's not many people around a lot of people went back to their rooms you don't know who's standing outside the door like just fear And it brought me to a place of, like, literally, I was debilitated. Like, I was not getting up to literally go pee. Like, go to the bathroom because I was scared that something would happen or someone would, like, pop up behind me or it would just be dangerous. And it was, like, amplified because I was in a medicine ceremony, which is normally how those things kind of go. And so then from that space, like, I also realized that a fear that I've had for quite some time is doing things alone, being alone out in the world, specifically traveling alone. And I'd stretched my boundaries and my limits with this before of like traveling alone to see my man. So I would have to get on an airplane to wherever he was, or my sister now lives in Florida, like going to, you know, get on an airplane to go there or like visit family in another state, just really stretching my boundaries of, my fear of traveling and being like going places by myself, I slowly started working on that. And one that I just couldn't, couldn't really bring myself to to work through intentionally or deliberately was traveling alone to another country. 
I don't know why going to another country was was way bigger for me. I mean, maybe there's probably obvious reasons, maybe not speaking the same language or people just not being close by if I needed something or whatever may have you. But under some very unfortunate circumstances, I was put in a situation where originally I planned to leave the country for a trip to Costa Rica with a dear sister of mine. And that is not how it ended up going. She had other things come up where I ended up having to take the trip by myself. And so the traveling experience of this, like I never would have chosen this, right? Super unfortunate circumstances for everyone involved and a really big initiation for me that there was like the universe was literally like pushing me to my edge to have to face this fear of traveling alone and there was a point once I arrived in Costa Rica where I sat and I just put my hand on my heart and I was like whew I made it I'm here I'm alive in one piece nothing bad happened to me and everything just started to settle So I was initiated to have to take this trip by myself and all of these stories about the world not being a safe place really were keeping me from doing this. And now, if you ask me, like, would I travel alone out of the country? Hell fucking yeah. Yeah, I'd do it again. And I had to, I had to really look at that, how quickly it took just one time for me to do it by myself, for me to be like, I can fucking do this. I got this. I can make it work. I'm resourceful. I know how to stay safe. The world's not out to get me. Like just those story shifts allow you to show up differently. Not ignorant to things that could potentially happen. Still having the street smarts and knowing how to protect myself. But being in a place of confidence and safety within my body regulating my nervous system, tending to my body and the fears that were coming up and soothing myself in the moments I need to, breathing a little bit deeper, hand on my heart, right? I I mean, little things, wore my protective crystals, like prayed and set intentions each day and just was really intentional about my time and was super easy on myself because I knew I was stretching myself to do something I've never done before, traveling alone to another country. And I realized how small of a world some people exist in because of fear. Like, if I wasn't put in this situation, I don't know when I would have made the choice to travel alone to another country, but I'm grateful for the fact that I was able to have this initiation happen at this point in my life because it's opened up so many kind of different ideas and inspirations on on things I can do and places I can go and So the reason I'm sharing this with you of like all of this fear and these stories growing up and how just one incident allowed me to transmute those and show myself differently. Where can you allow yourself to step closer to your edge and start to create evidence for your brain of a new story? So if you have fear in anything that you're doing, Maybe it's saying something you know needs to be said within a relationship. It's you want to start building a business or you want to travel somewhere, right? Maybe that's a fear you have of of your own as well, whatever it might be. Or whatever the thing is that you're like, I don't know if I can do that. That seems a little stretchy, a little uncomfortable for me. How can you like 
tiptoe yourself just a little bit closer to that edge. Give yourself what you need, slow and steady, and just know that on the other side of transmuting the fear, right? Like I had to be told the stories when I was younger because that was the the programming and that was the narrative that was there that I got to transmute because now I can stand in my truth of what I know to be true. I'm always divinely protected and supported. I'm resourceful. I know how to create safety within my own body. And that is really the root of a lot of the reason people don't take action or do things that they're scared of is because we don't know how to create safety within our own body. We don't know how to create safety for ourselves. So once you can start to create safety for yourself, what does it mean for you to feel safe? What environment makes you feel the safest? And how can you emulate that for yourself in every room you walk into, every experience you get to have? It's what I learned to do. It's why I was able to transmute one of my biggest fears of traveling out of the country. And I have to say that by me doing this alone, conquering, transmuting this fear, immense, immense clarity and new levels of understanding of who I am and my capabilities and what I'm meant to do came from that. I could only imagine if I let that fear hold me back just for a little bit longer, what I would be depriving myself of. Because the level of clarity and confidence that I am now embodying because I chose to like go to that edge, like right, you always have a choice. But because I chose to go to that edge and continue to nurture myself and soothe myself and give myself what I needed in every moment, lean on support when I needed it, I was able to slowly walk myself over to the other side. And on the other side of fear is clarity. When we are scared of things and we don't face them slowly, right? I don't believe in like rushing into it. But like being really gentle with yourself when you know that there's a fear or there's a level of expansion or growth that there's a part of you that's just not ready for yet. Like be gentle with yourself. Don't get mad at yourself about it. I didn't get mad at the circumstances I was under. I just knew that this is what I was in and it was going to have to happen. And I knew how to regulate myself and take care of myself. I knew that I had support around me if I needed. But I was really intentional about creating safety within myself. And so here I was able to transmute a fear that really has put me in a place of like, what's next? What else is my brain saying? Of course, after I I integrate the upgrade that have come from me literally transmuting this fear. But like, what else is there? What else is my brain saying we can't do? Because I would love to use these tools and these practices that I have to create safety for myself in an effort to transmute whatever else is next. It's how you become limitless, right? So if you're ready to transmute your fear, if you're ready to find the clarity that's on the other side of what your brain is saying is unsafe and not okay for you to step into, just start by asking yourself, what environments do I feel the safest in? And how can I start to emulate that for myself everywhere I go? What would it look like? What would it feel like? How would I show up? What do I need? Starting to create that safety for yourself. Because when we transmute fear and we bring ourselves to the edge of that fear, that's where clarity comes. 
that's where confidence comes. It's where we truly realize how powerful we are. And so I really hope that through this episode, a piece of you comes to the surface that's ready to be transmuted, that's ready to be looked at. And what a gift and an opportunity it is to create safety for yourself. Bringing it back down to the root, right? The root chakra is is the safety within the body. It's the groundedness within the body. It's our connection to being here on earth. So in what ways can you create safety for yourself? Because when you create the safety, you get to transmute the fear, which then creates clarity. And all in all, you will feel more grounded because of it all. And so I hope the piece of yourself that's ready to be transmuted is kind of brought to the surface here. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that this resonated with you. I love being able to share bits and pieces of my story with you so that you can continue to emerge in your journey and transmute whatever fear is ready to be looked at. Until the next episode, I will talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.